0: Um, Today's sermon is not complicated, but it is important. The title of today's sermon is The List. Let's pray. Kind and merciful Father, we just want to stand still and ask for you to speak to our hearts. We, we need to know and we want to know what you would have for us and how you would want us to move forward. So, Lord, come, speak, and let us leave this place changed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In college, um, I studied German and Japanese. Um, Japanese was, well, I had a lot of time with German because I had it in high school and I had it in in college, I only had Japanese in college, but there was a word that I there was a word that I learned um, in Japanese that I used to use to remind me every time something um, came to mind. It was "benkyo ni narimashita Benkyo ni narimashita It means I've learned something. It means I've learned something. And in a few minutes, I want to share. My But one thing I do know is this. God is always ancient and new. God is always ancient and new. He is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. He is consistent, yet he refreshes. He makes new, he establishes, he rebuilds, he improves. He's ancient and he's new. I realized um, very very recently that my life is a life of lists. The work that I need to do, it's a list. The, uh, The dietary program that I just started a week ago, it's a list. My workout regimen, it's a list. My, my reading plan, <laughs> it's a list. My personal goals are a list. It's list after list after list. And all the organization and productivity experts proclaim the usefulness of lists. There are websites devoted specifically to champion the virtue of lists the top 1% in the world they say are successful because of their lists most software programs have lists look at your computer file system what do you see you're gonna see lists even the calendar on your wall or in your computer it's essentially the list when I see something secular like that then I start looking at the spiritual. The Bible is full of lists. And while some are tedious to read, I want to unpack six of those types of lists today and we're gonna get to our point. The first list is the creation project in Genesis 1, Genesis 1 is basically, it's a, it's a task or an action list where everything is checked off, remember, and it was good. But within the list are sublists of types of creatures that he created, remember, according to their kind. The plants have their categories, the sea creatures, the birds are two categories, the land animals, have three categories. Project management experts consider this type of list a work breakdown structure that includes several project activities. The list also includes a list of instructions to the stakeholders, see Genesis 1, 28 through 30. God's power, God's knowledge and God's love for us are shown in these lists. The entirety of creation is man-centric. The lights in the heavens were for man to track time, Genesis 1.14. The plants were for his and the animal's food, Genesis 1.29, not originally the animals as food. And the animals were categorized according to their usefulness to man, see Genesis 1.24. The importance of this list is, it is God's list. List number two, the prayer list. Matthew six, nine through 13, the Lord's prayer. A power, powerful prayer list. It's a, it's a model that can be followed and that we can emulate each time we pray. But it's also a list of what we should pray. In Luke 11, one through four, Jesus repeats this list in response to the disciples desire to learn to pray. But then you go over to 1 Timothy 2, one through two, and it talks about types of prayers. Paul lists different types of prayer then tells us for whom to pray. First of all, it says, first of all, the supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. Studying these types of prayers will enhance your prayer life. God wants you to commune with him, so he gives us um, lots of prayer lists. Paul wrote many of them, mostly in the form of prayers for us. See Ephesians 1:15 to 20, or Philippians 1, 9 through 11, or Colossians 1, 9 through 12, three examples. But Paul's prayer lists also qualify for the next type of list. But the important of the prayer list is this. It is God's list. Well, the third one is an um, instructions list. Exodus 21 through 17, we call it the Ten Commandments. This list of do's and don'ts laid the foundation for Israel, the nation, and ultimately the guidance guidance to all of mankind. Every commandment expresses God's character, and following them will develop his character in in whomever it, um, whoever follows it. But Exodus 25 through 30 is the tabernacle and equipments list. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18 is the whole armor of God list now Paul wrote a lot of lists in his letters but this one gets the most memorization action it's a list of spiritual virtues described as pieces of a warriors armor it explains the elements of spiritual warfare which is our priority Ephesians 6 12 tells us for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, wickedness in the heavenly places. The importance of this list is, it is God's list. Number four is the virtue lists. You know, the goal of the Christian life is to be conformed to the image of Christ. There are lists of virtues in the Bible that make it pretty easy to understand the elements conforming to Christ. We had a whole sermon about this particular list in Matthew 5, 3 through 12 in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are they that mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are they which hunger and thirst, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are they which are persecuted. And when Jesus began his teaching ministry, he started with this list. You can make the case that this list is the outline for the rest of the teaching on the mount in Matthew 5 through Chapter Seven, it certainly has been the outline for lots of sermons. But each of these blessings is bestowed on those who live a characteristic of God's servant. Every one of them is worth emulating. But there are more virtue lists in Galatians five twenty three to twenty three. You'll find the fruit of the spirits, and Paul gives us this list in contrast to the preceding list of the vices of the world. You'll see that in 19 through 21, but it's a checklist to verify that we are walking in the spirit. Second Peter one, five through seven is a building blocks list. All the virtues list, including Paul's prayer, are reminders of how God's thoughts are above Our thoughts. Matthew 55, 8 through 9, for my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, neither my way, neither are your ways. These lists give us hope. Because they were written to give us guidance for growth. But the important of these lists is it is God's list. Stay with me then there's the to-do list. If you go to 1st Thessalonians 5:16 through 22, a breakdown of each li- each verse, I broke it down to their simplicity and I put it this way. The to-do list is this: always rejoice, constantly pray, in everything give thanks. This is the way God wants you to belong to Jesus Christ to live. Do not extinguish or suppress the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt and don't be gullible. Be, but examine all things, keep only what is good. Stay away from, stay away from every form of evil. Throw out anything tainted with evil. The thing about the do this list is it's God's list I'm going to get some help with this next list this is a list of God is remember character of Jesus Christ is to be reflected in us so Brandon's going to help me with this out of Psalm 25 it is the God is list so God is Trustworthy. God is the rewarder of those who wait for him. God is faithful to God his own. God is the God of our salvation. God is compassionate. God is filled with love and kindness. God is forgiving. He remembers me, but not my sin. God is good. God is upright. God is the instructor of sinners. God is Provider of justice of the humble. God is. Teacher of the humble. God is. Companion of the lonely. He also is. Caretaker of the afflicted. God is also. The guardian and deliverer. He is. A refuge. And finally he is. The redeemer. Thanks. The important of that list is. It is God's list. (laughs) Now after all that. After looking through all these lists I found my benkyo ni narimashita, what I believe in. Are you ready for it? This is what I came to the conclusion. God is the list. Repeat after me. God is the list. Look at your neighbor and say, "God is the list." See, it is not good enough that God is the first thing on your list if He is not the list itself. Proverbs 16:9, and I have to apologize. in your bulletin is um, a handout that had a list. The idea was for you to bring your list to church today and write your list. But Proverbs 16.9 tells us, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. In the Message Bible, it says it this way, we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. God is telling you it is it is our plan, but 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 wait my path it's my path see our plans aren't our plans that we write down the little those to-do lists they're not our lists they're our goals meant to be infused with God's action plan see in Exodus 20 verse 3 it says thou shalt have no other gods before It is in the scripture, God is telling us that he will not settle for anything but first place in our existence. I mean, what is the value of a God if God is not in it? What is the value of a goal, sorry, if God is not in it? Why why have dreams if God isn't in it? The difference between your to-do list and God is the list is that the latter is the only perfectly designed and guaranteed action plan. See, priority goals can change from day to day and in order of importance, but, but ministry, if you and I are called to be living sacrifices, God has to be the list and the action plan. God is to be the reason that we do anything. He should be invited into everything that we do. Every conversation that you have, every dream that you come up with, every decision, every footprint step that you take in the stand, every meal that you have, every ministry you're involved in. Hello, somebody. Every everything truth is God is way too big to be on a priority list because God is the list I'm going to whisper this so that you get it Christ did not set us free just so we can go about our own business we get so caught up making our own work that we have let the work of God fall by the wayside. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and then we're going to circle back. But God is to be everything and reflected in all that we do. The Bible is a symbol of that, clearly. the um, In the book of Ezra is three decrees, and then you'll find in Nehemiah is the fourth decree, but in Ezra 1, 1 through 3, the first decree was designed to allow the children of Israel, 50,000 of them, to leave Babylon and to go build the temple. There was another decree given by Darius and Ezra to stop them from building the temple, then a third by Artaxerxes to allow Israel to be autonomous as a nation again. All of these in the book of Ezra. But there is a fourth degree in nehemiah by artaxerxes see the work in the first three was not complete but i'm going to show you some comparisons and how important it is to understand why god is the list in genesis in genesis chris it introduces adam as the first man but the bible tells us that jesus is also the second adam so genesis is about the genesis of the first man. But when we move to Exodus, it is about a man that comes out of the water, Moses, who goes into the wilderness for 40 years and returns to deliver his people. Interesting, because the second Adam, Jesus, comes out of the water at his baptism, goes into the wilderness for 40 days and then returns to deliver his people. Well, what book comes after Exodus? Mercy Church. Well, Leviticus is about the work of priests in cleansing the people from their sins. Jesus comes out of the water at his baptism, goes into the wilderness for 40 days, and then returns to deliver his people. The work to cleanse the people from their sins. What comes after Leviticus? Numbers is about Moses leading the 12 and calling 70. Mind-blowing because Jesus, the second Adam, comes out of the water, goes into the wilderness for 40 days, returns to deliver his people, begins the work of cleansing them from his sins. He also calls the 12 and ordains the 70. Stay with me, ministry. What book comes after Deuteronomy? Are you sure? Let's deal with Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is Moses' final sermon. At the end of that book, he calls together the 12 tribes. He repeats the covenant. They sing a song and he goes to die by himself, but he dies, is buried and resurrected. Kind of interesting. Because Jesus, the second Adam, comes out of the water, goes in the wilderness for 40 days to deliver his people, begins the work of cleansing them from their sins, calls 12, ordains 70, gathers the 12 at the end of his ministry, repeats the covenant, they sing a song, he goes and dies by himself, is buried and resurrected. What comes after Deuteronomy? Interesting. That the book of Joshua is about a man that brings down a nation with a loud shout. Just as Jesus Christ returns to deliver his people, he begins to work at cleansing them from their sins. Calls 12 ordains 70 gathers them together, repeats the covenant, they sing, he goes and dies, gets buried and resurrected. But when he dies, he brings down the kingdom of Satan with a loud shout: it is finished. What comes after Joshua it's peculiar judges is about 12 tribes going forward to conquer even though they don't have a physical leader so after the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus the early church without a physical leader like they did with Jesus Joshua goes forward conquering in the name of Christ what comes after judges well You know what Ruth is about. Ruth is about a Gentile woman with a Hebrew mother-in-law. This Gentile woman is working in the field, bringing in the sheaves. Come on, somebody. Boaz is wanting to know who is that woman working in the field. I'm I'm attracted to the woman. That That kind of woman, Jesus likes. A woman, a church working in the field, bringing in the... By the way, she says to her Hebrew mother-in-law, your God will be my God. Stay with me, ministry. We're going somewhere. What comes after Ruth? This book is about the Israel nation that came up with a, a crazy idea. They determined to reject their high priest Samuel to have a king reign over them instead. This king would take or supplant the authority of the priesthood, bringing together church and state. Read about the church and Constantine. It's almost like this story history is a parallel. After 1 Samuel you have 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles which all detail Israel's apostasy, three decrees and parallels, just as the three angels' message the SDA church was formed under. But let's get back to Ezra. After Ezra comes Nehemiah, where he gets the fourth decree. And he sees that he wants to rebuild and to finish the work. He tells the people in Nehemiah 2.17, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach or we may no longer be a disgrace. He is saying, don't you know that as long as this work lays desolate, we are reproached to God. He wants to finish the work, Nehemiah. Jews are discouraged and they get caught up with their own work, making their own houses. Ministry, we have to get stuff right. Too many of us have paused the story. Are we seeking to make a living in the wilderness or seeking for Jesus returning and leading us into the promised land? Our priority must be that Jesus is returning. Even in all our blessings, the church is still drowsy. We have paused the story to fulfill our own desires. I'm not saying don't live, but thank God for Nehemiah when he says that we have to finish the work. We have to get together. I can't say it more ways than this. God is the list. You are called ministry for a reason. A fourth decree must be sounding for the work to be finished. But sadly, some of us have paused the story. Imagine you're laying on your deathbed years from now. You're going to be gone in a matter of minutes and every opportunity that has ever been at your fingertips is gone. There is only one thing left for you to do, and that's die. You will not see another sunrise or sunset. You're not gonna feel the sand of the beach between your toes. Every day of your life is past and you're sitting there in a bed at the end of it all. But then all of a sudden, your room fills with this glorious light. And this angel appears and offers you this chance. One chance to travel back in time back to today. To live it all the way through. You open your eyes and you're you're back in your body of today. Now hold that how would you change your attitude about your list and your life how would it open your eyes to the beauty around you how would you respond to the world today how would you go through today if you had one chance to live each day as it was the full final day of your life does god become your list Joel 2, 12 through 13 says, "'Rend your heart, even now,' declares the Lord, "'return to me with all your heart, "'with fasting and weeping and mourning. "'Rend your heart and not your garments. "'Return to the Lord your God, "'for he is gracious and compassionate, "'slow to anger and abounding in love, "'and he relents from sending calamity.'" Ministry, let God teach you how to treat you. If you are a committed Christian, it is God in you. How, how you want to engage with other needs to match how you engage with yourself. And ultimately, and first, the only person on the list, and that's God. I heard it says that if you want to be a bridge you have to be willing to be walked on but we've been sleeping ministry we've been running around with our to-do lists sleeping trying to exist in Christ and culture when God is the list In 1970, North American division made up of 24% of the world church membership. Africa at that time was a close behind at 20%. In 2020, world membership stood at around 21 million. But North America held only 6% of that membership. Africa held 44%. We've been sleeping. Our schools sell their businesses and our churches sell their land. Three-week-long crusades have turned into three-day events. Some of the music sounds almost secular in some of our churches. The health messages become a footnote. Church can be filled on Sabbath, but there's only a handful of us working. God says, not by might, but by power, not by power, but by my spirit. Ministry, we need to wake up. Amen. When I was little, <laughs> she's up in the balcony. My mother worked for IBM in downtown Seattle. I remember hearing the sound of what is now considered a relic, used then, it's unheard of if you're 40 years or under but it's something that was called a typewriter. If you made a mistake on that machine and it was not modern enough to have a ribbon, you used a substance called whiteout. You remember that? Whiteout. The problem is, is we've been putting whiteout all over God with our professional lists and our physical lists and our inspirational lists and our material lists when God is the list the world is drowning in a darkness that's reaching out like rust because as workers we've been few and sleeping it's time ministry to live by the only list that matters and that's God the Barna the Barna group studied and found that 40 million people 40 million People have walked away from the faith in the United States in the last 23 years half of which are now professed spiritualists agnostics and atheists why because of a lack of seriousness of God God has been on the list but he has not been the list everything we do and think is supposed to be wrapped in prayer God is everything and the results of what we do must marry the results in Proverbs 16.3 where it says commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Or as I like to read it now commit to the list whatever you do and he will establish your plan. I learned, the, I learned a fact the other day and it led me a thought that is an odd comparison but you're going to get it do you know how most whales die they drown they spend their entire life living in and swimming in a world that eventually kills them so while most fish swim all around and, and breathe with gills the whale must come up for air out of the water to live there is a life source not in his world of water that he needs to be able to access ministry we are also in this world but not of this world God is the list in order to breathe in this world you need to list your lift your head and let God breathe in you mark 12 30- 30 31 says so God loved so loved the Lord God with all your this is the Bible this is the message bible version I love it so love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence and energy and here is the second love others as well as you love yourself there is no other commandment that ranks with these love the lord your God with all your passion Colossians 3:23 says whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. I heard a poem three days ago that I wanted to share. It says, your name may not appear down here in this world's hall of fame. In fact, you may be so unknown that no one knows your name. The Oscars and praise of men may never come your way. But don't forget God has rewards that he'll hand out someday. This crowd on earth will soon forget when you're not at the top. They'll cheer like mad until you've fallen. Then praise will quickly stop. Not God, he never does forget, and in his hall of fame. By just believing on his son, forever there's your name. I tell you, friend, I wouldn't trade my name however small that's written there beyond the stars on that celestial wall for all the famous names on earth and glory that they share I'd rather be unknown here and have my name up there we want God to be right here right now but we're not always the same way to him there's opportunity for us to be at work. Not all of us are working. And it's not that we have to see it. Your ministry may not be at church, but since you are in the body of Christ, it is for church. When you have a few that are carrying a lot of work, doing a lot of work, It could seem like a lot of weight, but it was never intended to be heavy. Didn't God say something about his burden was what? There's a story of a little boy um, in India. He's around seven years old. Um, His father has passed away. His mother um, was just constantly working, trying to provide um, for her two little boys. Her oldest little boy is seven years old, and he had a two-year-old brother. But this little boy, being seven, had more responsibilities than a boy that seven years old should have. And so he was running around handling all these tasks, going to school, going here, doing all these things, but strapped to his back was his two-year-old brother. And a gentleman would see saw him carrying his brother to and fro, running around. Seven-year-old boy carrying a two-year-old, his two-year-old brother on his back. And he says, aren't you getting tired? And the little seven-year-old kid said to the man, he's not heavy, he's my brother. When we are working together, doing what God asked of us, the work isn't heavy. He's my brother. She's my sister. Getting involved in God's work is helping the family of Christ. Our uh, new pastor was pointed out by the held elder was number seven. He was the seventh uh, pastor that we spoke to. It was a perfect number. There is there is a saying it says a day is smaller it's a smaller version of life but I want to choose another number today and that number is 40 and here's why I want to choose 40 one god destroyed every living thing on earth by flood in 40 days and nights goliath taunted israel for 40 days before david well before david decaffeinated him Jonah warned Nineveh of God's coming judgment for 40 days. For 40 days, Israel spied on Canaan. Mo- Moses was in Egypt for 40 years, Midian for 40 years, and then left and then led the Israelites to the Promised Land for 40 years. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, Exodus 24, 18. Othniel, Deborah, Barak, Eli, Gideon were judges who served for 40 years. Saul, David, and Solomon all reigned for 40 years. The Israelites wandered and were tested in the desert for 40 years. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus each fasted in the wilderness for 40 days. And in Acts 1 3, it says, After his suffering, he, Yeshua, Jesus, presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days 40 is a number associated with testing and hardship probation or experience one must endure to become more spiritually aware it's a period of finding out a period of trial and then finally of triumph I want to challenge you ministry to make God the list starting tomorrow for the next 40 days. God is the list. All that little stuff that you write down, those are individual goals. That's what you're aspiring to, but we already heard that God says what you aspire to, you see, you give it to me, and then I will convert it, and remake it, and we'll, we'll turn it into an action plan. Everything that you do, God has to be in it and around it. Brandon, who was up here earlier, called me when he was in Walla Walla and he was like, this is a lot. Um, he's brand new. At the college, I said, Brandon, pray in all the gaps. Before you go to your meal, pray. At your meal, pray. When you're head to class, pray. Between classes, pray. Before you head to the dorm, pray. And all you do, wrap God up into every single thing so that you do nothing without God because God is the list. it changes you when you stop trying to be your own list. So the challenge is for the next 40 days, 40, 40. I want you to take the next 40 And commit to God if it is on your heart. Commit to God if he has impressed you to make some changes to understand that I want to make you, God, the list. If you want to commit to that today, I want you to stand. Only if and only if you feel God is moving you to make him the list for the next 40 days, stand with me. Don't get up because anybody else is getting up. Get up only if God has filled you to move to do so. It is not easy moving and putting God first 100% of the time when you haven't been practiced doing it. They say it takes 21 days to create a habit. Well, What happens when you have 40 do you think you're gonna back out after 40 days when you see how God is gonna move in your life there are things that you have in mind that you want to do that just haven't happened there are things that you need that just haven't been completed there are things that you've wanted to do that you've missed out on because you've you planned it and you you worked the plan but God wasn't the list Brenton Seventh-day Adventist Church has to be a church where only God and God period is the list. So in your prayer life tonight, ministry, in your prayer life today and for the next 40 days, pray that God is infused in every single that you do and say and then pray for everybody in this church who is standing that he is infused in what they do and if you think this church will be the same in 40 days you came to the wrong church are you with me God is 40 days let's pray